what up what up We're, we got a little different uh intro episode because we have a guest our guest for this episode is also going to be on the intro because that's just how we're doing how did you describe this intro air trade was it messy yeah being messy okay. I, <laughs> I, like I was like i'm so excited to bring ariana on but if you don't want to join in the mess with me and rob we can do it all <laughs> by ourselves we yeah, be and, messy. You, and you and you spoiled it uh our guest on this intro ariana frayer welcome <gasps> welcome to oh, the yeah. intro Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. So if it's too deep for the intro, shout out J. Cole. If it's too deep for the intro, we're going on the episode. But today, it's been a while since we recorded. I was like setting up for the podcast and I was like, wow, it feels like weeks. Uh, shout out planning and doing things ahead of time because we've been you know, releasing weekly episodes. Uh, but recently in the diabetes community, um, there's been a lot of talk about the diabetes app and not in the way that it started, the narrative started one way and then it dramatically shifted. So uh, here to spill a little bit of that tea, uh, Ariana's gonna talk about, cause she, you did a post or you did a couple uh, posts for the diabetes app. And I know some of our other friends of the pod, shout out Bausma, shout out Austin First also have been diabetes app promoters. So let's start there. Let's start like uh, with that. And then we'll, we'll go into sort of what the, the community outrage has been the last week or so. Yeah, so uh, what started as what I thought was like this great, you know, little community app kind of replicating Instagram with like worse features and <laughs> um, so like as we I haven't used it so like full transparency I have not downloaded the diabetes app I had a I'll talk about my talks with them because they also reached out to me but I didn't end up working with them but tell us what it's what it was it's like it was like a Instagram community kind of like beyond type one app. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a social media app where you can connect with others with diabetes and a bunch of strangers that, you know, we just all happen to have diabetes, which has its perks for those that are looking for a community off of Instagram with diabetes and don't know anybody. Yeah. Hello. Same, here we are. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also just like a bunch of strangers that you don't really know. And because you, it kind of like automatically puts you into these different boards or whatever. So they reached out to me, I think earlier this year um kind of like doing some campaigns that were um like a couple month long campaigns it was nice they paid us and um we posted and you know i from what i could tell i'm like this is great for people who are just being diagnosed and want a place to go and talk to people and aren't fortunate fortunate enough to have a either community online or a community in person where they live, they can go online and interact with people and ask questions. And, you know, that is really nice. And it, it's definitely helpful um, to a lot of people. So I did some posts. I, um, they were great to work with, actually. I really enjoyed the girl who was um, in charge of the influencers and she was very responsive and they were very on it with everything. And they paid me, you know, at the right time every month. And, and yeah, I mean, like just, just like talking as a, as a content creator that like those things are so rare to yeah, that exactly. a, have like yeah. something that's a good partnership and like be like communicative and responsive mm -hmm. and like pay on time, pay on time yeah. is a big one. And something that was, um, a few months at a time. So it was income that I could expect at that specific time. And it was something that, you know, I, I, believed in and I thought this was a great idea and I have a significant following. So why not let them know of a yeah. place that they could connect with more people? So then, so let's talk about like about 10 days ago, I guess, Miss Diabetes, who is an artist and animator out of New Zealand. Uh, and she is also like a, a pretty staunch, like insulin for all advocate. And she you know, put on Twitter, I guess, like that they had made like a copy to post or like had taken, I mean, it's pretty obviously copied. Like you'd have to like pretty significant, like mental They gymnastics. plagiarized yeah, her they as they, an they, artist. They, like, they took yeah, her they idea. <laughs> they told her, yeah. took her idea. And like in marketing and in content, like everybody steals things, but like that was pretty egregious, I would say. And then yeah. there was so ways then, that they could take inspiration from it and they did so, not. They yeah. So many things that they <laughs> should have done. Right. So she posted, uh, like on to, so I'm just like laying out the, this, the, the wall and you guys can't see me, but I'm like making gestures with my hands <laughs> of like the, the meme from always sunny, right. Of like the, the stuff on the wall, uh, the de detective wall. And so then they like say they, they sort of apologize, but like sort of not. And like use some like very, like, you know, I think the, the community was calling it gaslighting, but it was pretty like corporate 
whatever speak or sorry that you feel that way <laughs> right right it's very very like yeah othering and so uh then they also like in the same thread asked her to pay for advertising on the app so it was like hey like this will be a great way to get like things going anyway so it started this like big uh you know firestorm really in the media and then uh it caused beta cell podcast craig to go and craig's super smart and digs into all the financials of the company, the backing, the founders, the employees, like how much money they've spent, like where the money comes from. And I assume he was using like AngelList or some other like pub, like uh, platform like that where, you know, companies put all their information out there. Anyway, discovers that their monetization model and shout out to him because I had the same questions. I was like, well, what does this app do? It just sounds like Instagram. Mm -hmm. And uh, basically that it's going to be like a e-commerce pharmacy sort of, so to speak, like in the future version 2.0, 3.0 is basically like, hey, this diabetes app, we're going to get a bunch of users with diabetes. And then eventually we'll mark up and like make margin on like e-commerce sites, which is not, you know, not shady necessarily, but they're leading with the community message. It's so nefarious. Together. Like it's, think about it. They're putting all their, they convinced influencers under the guise of community. And then later on they'd be like, oh, now we have you guys in our clutches. We know exactly mm -hmm. where you are. Here, right. We're so that's, put that's, all this, like, that's the yeah, nefarious we didn't, thing, right? We didn't is, know anything about that. Right. At all. They've never disclosed that they were ever going to be an e-pharmacy or anything like that. They've never even disclosed that, like I've, I, like I've seen some of on their, on their Instagram page, you know, they'll have graphics and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, as an artist myself, it kind of, I never really looked into it. And, and I, you know, maybe should have been following a little more closely to like, look into the graphics that they're posting and seeing if they're crediting artists. Cause that is something that I noticed. And I'm kind of like, oh, okay. It looks like they're using a lot of graphic heavy stuff. And maybe in the back of my mind, I like filed it like, well, maybe I could do something for them someday, but whatever. But we didn't, we did not know that they had a platform where they would want artists to advertise their art or people to advertise on their site. We had no idea about that. Yeah. And I think that's like the that was the trick, right? Was, and, and why people are upset is the lack of transparency of like what we're doing. Like, hey, we are building a community, but the purpose is like, eventually you'll be able to buy stuff here or whatever. Yeah. I think if they had just led with that, that would have been, you know, received a whole lot better. And, and to your point, like also like, hey, we're selling advertisements here to monetize this platform, whatever. Uh, and so that's where like the hedge game kind of is, is very tricky because it was all of the posts were very community focused. And I remember that was my big question. So they reached out to me like half a dozen times probably. And I always came back to the same question and Eritrea was actually pushing me to like, we should do like to get, get this money, like do this thing. And, um, I was like, well, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't know what it's for. Why is it different? And now obviously I know, uh, because the, uh, the pharmacy aspect. So that makes sense to me, but I had a call with, uh, with one of their marketing people. I won't name them. Um, cause I don't think that's appropriate, but, uh, my, um, question was like, sell me on using the app. And they really couldn't do that. And so I was like, well, if you have this title and you can't sell me to use this app, this person who obviously like is perfect for this, then I'm probably going to pass. And so uh, very fortunate that I did. Did anybody yeah. reach out to you after? Uh, be, oh, actually, one of the only reasons that I took the call was one of your posts. There's the people that I know and work with and uh, like value and trust uh, for their information, exactly like the ex explanation you just gave. Um, and I was like, oh, well, maybe we should take a deeper look into this. And, uh, you know, fortunately got to dodge that bullet. What, what did you, what, since the like findings have been released, what has the, have you heard anything from them or from the community? Yeah. Um, so I got an, I was actually, so all of this stuff kind of came out on two Thursdays ago. I think I had a promoted post going out about one of their like diet, uh, Nevada or Nevada National Diabetes Awareness Month campaigns that Friday I had one scheduled like already approved um and the main contact emailed me and was like hey there's some allegations that are you know coming up um do you have any questions for me and at that point like I'd already talked to Adam a little bit and I was just kind of like I don't really feel I don't really feel comfortable like this is a you know well-known artist in our community and what she's saying like I agree with her. And so yeah, at yeah. first I emailed back because this is before like a lot more had come out about it. Um, I emailed back and I'm like, Hey, uh, I would like to pass on our post for tomorrow and kind of like let the dust settle and see where it goes. This is also before they had released their statement. And then the next morning, um, I think it was 
Friday or Saturday morning, um, they had released their statement saying like, oh, you know, sorry you feel that way. There's an artist that feels X, Y, and Z, you know, their first statement. And then I saw um, what Miss Diabetes had said about it. And I was, you know, talking also about how there was another artist who they had kind of ripped off work from and just kind of the whole response of theirs. And I kind of without really even thinking any more into it, emailed my main contact and was like, I'm very disappointed in the way that you guys handled this. I'm very disappointed in the way that you represent or that you represent artists and that you do not pay your artists and that you, you know, think this is a way to go about X, Y, and Z. And I was like, I do not feel comfortable working with you guys moving forward. Tough email. And then- It sounds like it's, that sounds tough. Like Rob said, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, well, I also, you know, like, yeah, it's super tough. I mean, you're an artist. Does anyone, yeah. has anybody ever stolen your stuff before? Yeah. <laughs> well, also, it, I'm kind of like, um, why are you paying me? Also, one, I'm an artist. Hello. But two, like, as a uh, as an influencer, you're paying me. Take why my just budget pay, why not just and pay, pay artists. What did you say? I said, yeah, why not just pay her, too? She has yeah. a following. Well, or I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Please use my budget that you were paying me and pay an artist because then you would actually have like, I don't know, more of a community. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think especially that's, that's the tricky word, right? Is like, and now I think it's really a buzzword and where, and and in marketing communities, you know, Hey, we're building a community. It's like, do you have a community or do you have like customer base? Like, cause I Mm. think that's different, you know, like Amazon doesn't have a community. They have a ton of customers, you know, it's like, and so what is the, what is that line between like community and customers? And, you know, is it blurred sometimes? I think it is like, think of companies like Peloton where, you know, you're all customers, but also there's this community. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think it's just where it is a thin line where it can become really exploitive, Uh, exploitative, exploitive, exploitative. Um, exploitative okay now maybe now we're talking that might be right (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah it it was obviously a terrible look for the diabetes app and you know very uh, obviously like just a terrible you know i I think the lack of transparency is really you know what people uh what people want and and what they're sort of demanding and and that's Mm -hmm. that's really important so I think, yeah, I think another big thing was finding out that the creators are not diabetic. <laughs> okay. So this is the tea, right? So I started <laughs> watching their story. Cause I was like, what? I knew y'all were on some shit. Actually, Rob, I never even knew, but they actually messaged me for like a black people spotlight article. And I was like, nah, sis. And I never responded anyway. So the reason they started this company is because the owner's dad had type two diabetes. So like the CEO guy doesn't even have diabetes. Nobody there has diabetes. So y'all are literally, no offense, but so out of your depth. This is a special type of community. The people here, they mad all the time. So y'all came in here really thinking like, we're going to give these sick people this and they're going to thank us. And these people were like, screw y'all. Yeah. And now they're losing all their partnerships. Like skin grip has dropped them. Good. So has a bunch of- yeah. Good. Yeah. I needed to know that because that was one of the main ones that I really cared about that was advertising on there. And I, you know, I love me some skin grip. So same. I was going to say, yeah, I, I, I didn't tell you this yet and I'll keep it in this, this episode, but be, because we, I love your skin grip, skin grip collaboration. First of all, uh, we love the pastels. Uh, Erica likes them. She like, I I'm like, sorry, babe, I'm never going to wear a pastel like sticker tape. That's just not me. Uh, but I am wearing my white screen skin grip tape right now. So I did try white. So I'm try like, the clear. Have you tried the, the clear? clear? I'm not a clear. I don't like clear because skin is gross and it starts to get yes. dirty. That's my But in only, the summertime though, time. they work so well. I wore it a full week in Mexico going in water every single day. And sorry, this isn't oh. a skin grip ad, but <laughs> free skin no, grip but, ad. <laughs> but I am giving I am giving them a free skin grip ad and we'll put your code in it too. So yeah, um, it's, you know. Anyway, sad, a I solid think. company. Again, like the the folks that run this it's a family-owned business the, there's diabetes in the family they understand they're meeting a need and they really care they really care about that and mm-hmm. i think that's what's that's the difference it's like such an easy distinction and like listening and like really listening to a community uh and not yeah. just treating them like customers and i think that's you know where skin grip really does a great job so 
shout out skin grip they've yeah. they've been an advertiser on the pod before they're just good folks and uh yeah can't say enough good things well what not to do marketing 101 i took this as a learning lesson like they really just shot themselves in the foot because like ariana said all y'all had to do was pay those artists and y'all made the wrong people mad because them insulin for all people will never let this shit go and they shouldn't they shouldn't, <laughs> they shouldn't. No. i hope i hope they take y'all to the guillotine for it because y'all deserve it like so like think about this mm. like, so you talk about like a marketing 101 right for me honestly if they had just said the diabetes app is has a social network and an e-commerce thing, I honestly think more people would have downloaded that. I might have even tried it. Mm-hmm. If that not not because like I am in desperate need of that, but at least I understand what it's for. Yeah. And you know they just they jumped their gun so many times. There was like an entire app update that we were supposed to get. And every time they would put out a new thing, they, they ended up having to like create a whole new app for it. And then you had to make a new account. And even as like one of their influencers, that was difficult. Cause it was like, we had to tell people to download the new app and make a whole new thing. So now maybe we have two accounts on, and then the first app got, got or nixed or the new app got nixed because it didn't work. And there was all these bugs and whatever. Time to make a new startup. RIP. <laughs> RIP Diabetes yeah. Abbey. We were, you were cool. You we were chilling. I guess yeah. I unfollowed them. I did. They just lost, they lost all their followers. They lost a bunch of partnerships. What not to do. The yeah, end. Yeah. It was a new place for me to put my uh, low carb cocktail recipes in there. You know, my little, put a, you know, I was doing my rounds and posted on my Instagram, posted on my diabetes app. <laughs> yeah. Just got it. I mean, another channel. And again, like it's not a smart, not a flawed strategy, except that they lied. Uh, mm-hmm. you know other than that and they didn't great. pay their artists oh yeah don't don't steal <laughs> don't steal don't lie don't steal that's so simple yeah. okay especially from diabetics <laughs> okay i hope you guys enjoyed i hope you guys enjoyed <laughs> that very different uh intro from us but um ariana freyer is uh, is here diabetics doing things we're telling the amazing stories of people with diabetes from all over the world welcome to the show thanks so much i'm so excited to be here i got a little uh you know, sneak peek, hanging out with you guys or making some content last year. And now I'm finally getting to join the podcast. I'm so excited. I know what a, like what a miss on our part for not like connecting our like features to the pod, but Hey, we learned <laughs> lesson learned. And I also think like behind the scenes, like you were working on our blog, like when you, when Adam proposed, like, so yeah, like, what was it like yeah. working on your eventual proposal vacation? that's so funny i totally forgot about that i was like yeah the same weekend yeah you like, like emailed you're like hey uh i got engaged like can i like send this to you later <laughs> like uh yeah <laughs> me always working so i like have to make sure to follow up everything yeah it was uh it was great i love um his family has a cabin up in big bear so it's really nice to go up there and uh makes a new background for photos i get to do more festive stuff and then living in las vegas we really don't get many holiday or many um seasons so it makes it a little nicer up there <laughs> yeah so you you live in vegas uh you you are the founder of cup of oj creative uh so like and you also live with diabetes so let's like let's back up a little bit and talk about your diagnosis story and like tell us about you know your life with diabetes thus far and then let's dig into cup of oj creative yeah so um just kind of like an overview about me um I was diagnosed in 2003 uh, in fourth grade. So I've been living with diabetes for almost 18 years next month. Um, So through high school, through my awkward years, through college, through learning how to drink. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's, you know, been a pretty long time. Um, Three years ago, I started my blog, Cup of OJ, where I just wanted to share a fresh take on living, get it, fresh take, on Mm, um, living with type 1 diabetes, just any tips or tricks I've learned along the way. I had never really thought about... um, sharing my diabetes online and one day looked up uh you know the hashtag type 1 diabetes and started finding online creators and I'm I was like I could totally do this I share everything why do I not share my diabetes um so I started sharing a little more and then had all of these ideas for blogs and um so started my blog uh since then I have actually started a um, online shop where I am designing and selling different cute little uh, shirts and bags and keychains and hats um, that type 1 diabetics 
and other diabetics actually not just type one will enjoy wearing it's just a little subtle subtle touches that kind of make us feel like a community um and i yeah ever since then <laughs> cup of oj has really expanded i do i you know make low carb cocktails every month i put out low carb starbucks drinks um I love my charcuterie board recipes. And and I, I responded, you put a story up today and it's like, it's board season. It's like, it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it totally is. We love I a love, charcuterie board. I like, I go a little crazy on my charcuterie boards, but they look cooler that way. <laughs> so yeah, um, diagnosis. Yep. I was in fourth grade and uh, all of a sudden I had started losing weight you know, going to the bathroom a lot. I was drinking a lot of water. I told my parents that I thought that my, I was having a growth spurt in my throat because um, I was drinking so much water. Cause that made sense to me. Um, Science. You can't question it. Yeah. A few months earlier, we went on this like family trip uh, to our, our family kind of like owns this ranch in New Mexico with like Casual. a lot of different family members. So we went on this big trip and we all like hung out all week and the stomach flu went around all of us. And it, so it, which made for a very gross, but bonding family trip. And so, uh, you know how they always kind of say before you get diagnosed, something dramatic probably happens where your body goes through a lot of stress. So yeah, we talked about it before. It was flu for me, Eritrea too, I think. 9-11, buddy. 9-11. That's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I had to like move out of the country. It was weird. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, isn't it so weird how our body's just like, cool, we went under a lot of stress. So I'm going to give you something to stress about forever. <laughs> we, we, love, we love stress. Here's something to stress about for the rest of your yeah. life. So we always make a joke in my family that my cousin Alec gave me diabetes because he was the first one to get the stomach flu. And he was patient zero, the patient yeah. zero of the stomach flu. So um, anyways, my aunt's a pediatrician. So my mom gave her a call when I lost a whole bunch of weight and she was like, mm, these symptoms seem kind of familiar. Um, and my aunt was like, yeah, you need to take her into the hospital now. So I spent like four days in the hospital right before Thanksgiving, almost 18 years ago. And all I remember is asking the doctor if I could still eat KFC popcorn chicken. He said, yeah. Period. And that's all I cared about. <laughs> Problem solved. Wow. What a pretty good popcorn chicken. I think that's the first KFC popcorn chicken reference ever made on the pod. So (laughs) feel free to pat yourself on the back for that. Shout out KFC popcorn chicken one time. Yeah. We love that. 10 year old Ariana. Wow. Man, that's so funny. (laughs) I also remember. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no. You you remember. You're the guest. Go ahead. Yeah. I just remember that they kept injecting insulin into an orange. And I'm like, why are you doing this in front of me? I'm trying to watch Double Teamed on Disney Channel, okay? <laughs> I have serious basketball problems with Double Team, like the actual, like the move that she does. You you know what I'm talking about? Where like oh. she just goes <laughs> on her tiptoes, like left and right. Like that's her secret move. And like- in the, in So the, like, for, wait, okay, <laughs> for so our younger listeners, up, Double Teamed, what's Double Teamed? Because so, yeah, those yeah, are not yeah, four years also old. Also has a terrible name. Let's watch uh, so, Disney Isn't it the blonde twins girls? Blonde twins. Right? It's a DCOM original. Uh, yeah, it's that a are not really twins. Disney Channel original movie. Like that's a poll. Like, they don't they don't just have that. They have it on Disney Plus though. Double team is on Disney Plus if you're trying Let's to watch, watch it. And it's two <laughs> twins that kind of look like Katherine Heigl, but neither of them are Katherine Heigl. And, hey, you <laughs> uh, and they are basketball players. So of course, you know, I'm going to tune in. Like I'm 13 years old. I'm an, I'm like, you know, awkward. I was going to say, you said you made it through your awkward years. Like when does that stop? Cause I'm still in mine. Uh, I'd love to grow out of it, but I just can't. So anyway, I'm 13 years old. I'm watching double teamed and I only, I only bring this up because recently on TikTok, somebody was breaking down the actual move because TikTok is the best. Yeah, uh, love it. She literally just <laughs> like shifts her weight from side to side while like going on a tippy toe. And then all of a sudden, like everyone on the other team just explodes and dies and she gets, she gets it. <laughs> Not explodes. Yeah, like the, all of a sudden, like the Red Sea is parted and like she can score. So anyway, that's wow. the movie Double Teamed. Uh, they're twin sisters. They moved to an apartment complex. I don't know, maybe some financial- I have so many questions now, like- <laughs> You know, that was movies was not my favorite and, decom. 
original. What is your, look at the your, Irish. What is your what is your favorite? Okay, look at the Irish classic. Smart House, anyone? Hello? Oh, oh the yeah. best. The best. Okay, 13th year, maybe. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the guy who turned into a mer- mm-hmm. merman. I will that say is. those are like early, you know, teenage girl sexual awakening movies. That if guy. So like the guy, the guy that's <laughs> okay, in Smart look at House, the Irish look too. at the Irish and 13th year, aren't they all the same guy? It no. is the same dude. Wait, no? what? Smart look House. At, yeah, it's the look same. at the Irish and Smart House are the same guy. Not 13th year. There's Not no 13th way 13th okay. year and Luck okay. of the Irish are the same guy. Okay. I think it's the same guy, Ryan Merriman. Yeah, it is that white dude with the blue eyes. I, I knew it. I knew he turned him. into a merman. I knew that. Sick. 13th year, Smart House, Luck of the Irish, all the same guy. No one now like a... such good movies. <laughs> so he... he's definitely Smart House. He's definitely the luck of the Irish. And I'm looking up at see if he's in 13th year. I'll get back to you people. I just remember him. I remember him near some gills. So it's got to be like the Merman movie. I it's, remember him. It's, it's him. It's him. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, yeah. man. Boom. Shout out Ryan Merriman. Who, yeah. Shout out Ryan Merriman. <laughs> who like, you know, put a lot of girls through puberty and has also been a lot of bad guys on like law and order svu and like law and order ci he's just like a recurring tv like one episode guy his imdb is, like, is lit wait no this is no 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 this it's is not him no okay what, what's it's, going on what are these pictures of starbuck him? his name someone's name is chaz man. starbuck chaz starbuck he was cody griffin okay uh-huh. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm just googling chess starbuck which is okay i see him i see him here you're right all right you're wow. right yeah, cody griffin you. i was the other white dude with the blue man they all look the same yeah me, they, they do, do all look the same <laughs> this, is, yeah, this is the most shockingly similar looking white kid wow what a this time was, this really went off the rail very it quickly. really did i apologize Sorry. Really did. sexual awakening comment. <laughs> we do this a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- that's fine. I think like, you know, when I think of what put me through puberty, Gal Gadot walking out of the water in Fast Five, like that for sure was like, that was it for me. But Ryan Merriman and this Chez Starbuck for you, I get it. I mean, it was early on, you know, then there was, then there was, uh, then we had the Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, but it was, that was kind of like a slower progression. <laughs> right. Cause they don't, they, they don't like their children in the, in like the first five seasons. Right. I have a type. <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay. If you, <laughs> if you were on Disney Channel, if couch. you were on Disney Channel between 1998 and 2009, you're you're Ariana's type. <laughs> okay, anyways, Hilarious. back to my diagnosis yeah. story. Okay, yeah, also, back to diabetes. One more throwback diabetes reference. The the little bear they give you that has all the patches that you can inject into. Well, nobody told me that you weren't supposed to actually inject real insulin into that. So mine started to smell very badly and I had to throw it away. <laughs> yeah. They don't tell you that. And they, what, cause like, okay, I'm trying to think of the name. What is the what name? What are we supposed to put in? It's like it? blue, right? Isn't it like blue? Well, cause it has like little on its hands. It has like a little pad. No, it has, it has on its thighs and its stomach and its arms. So you can practice injection. Right. And all the hot spots. Yeah. Rufus. Rufus but is the JDRF that- bear for sure. Oh, no, sorry. this one had like a skirt. Oh, it might. It was the she. It was the she. So I don't know. If, the Medtronic has Lenny as the lion. Lenny the lion. Interesting. There's a lot of these bears now. So anyway, somebody's out there grifting. They're trying to turn yeah, bears into diabetes. They tell people to not waste their own insulin because I didn't know. I I never got one. I wasn't lucky enough, but. I mean, they always looked really cool. And I was like, oh, I want one of those. But I didn't know y'all weren't, y'all are not supposed to shoot a real insulin to them. I didn't know. I was, I was 16. So I was real like angsty. I was like, don't give me a bear. I'm not a kid. Ruby. Wow. Ruby. There she goes. There she goes. The OG. Okay. So we, so we had to throw that away because it smelled like insulin, which smells like formaldehyde. You you sound like you were such an interesting little kid. I wish we could have been friends. Okay. You sound so funny. Here we go. Okay, listen also, I just found this this uh, these photos will never surface, okay? So I'm going to tell you about something, but no one will ever see them. <laughs> well, maybe I'll post them, who knows. Okay, I straight up shaved my head in 5th grade because my two other friends did it. Okay, it wasn't like, you know, someone was had hair loss from cancer, you know. It wasn't like I was being a supportive friend, I was being a follower. So, two of my friends both or one had naturally short hair. She was a super tomboy. And then the other one was like, you know what? I'm going to join you. And then I was like, yeah, me too. So I straight up just had a full, 
like pixie cut, but I didn't look cute in any way, shape or form. I looked like a, like Peter Pan, but he was homeless. And so I just found out that my first year of diabetes camp was right after I shaved my head. So I'm going so to all your photos, diabetes photos and I'm just like alone wearing these like extra large clothes. Cause I was going through my tomboy phase where I was wearing Hurley and all this stuff. And I looked like lost, like a little lost boy, Peter Pan. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. I showed Adam. He was like, I can't believe you. <laughs> just because too, like no reason. Just, yeah, I need to do that. I just want to do this. I'm just going to shave my I, head. I'm going to, I'm going to attempt, good. I'm going to attempt to bring this back to diabetes as much as I can, because this is something that I think about a lot, a lot when I talk to diabetes parents as well, is mm-hmm. we forget how difficult it is to just be a regular kid. Like you saw two girls, not 20, just two at your school who shaved their head. And you thought today's the day, baby. I got to get me some of that. And like you probably live and die with like, I got to have my head shaved because at that point it was the most important thing to you. And so I think about that with parents of, of kids with diabetes all the time, because we forget like how crazy you feel after someone says like, I don't like you. Or like they say, you like, do, do you like me? Yes. No. On a note, they say no. And you want to just like run in front of traffic immediately because you're 12 years old. And you know, that's such a huge milestone event. You'll never love again because this person circled no on the note, you know, and we forget about that with diabetes and there's so much emotion involved in that. So anyway, give yourself, give your kids, give your teens a little space. Yeah. I was trying so hard to fit in that I shaved my head. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, went to, <laughs> I ate, I ate lunch in the nurse's office every day because I loved the nurse and I had social anxiety with food. Now that I became diabetic. Dude, I used to do that too. Really? The nurse is my homie. Yeah. The nurse yeah. office is yeah. a safe space. It's a safe space. Yo. Okay. So I used to do this thing and then I was, I'm not gonna talk about myself because it's not my episode, but I used to go into the nurse office after the tax test and be like, I need to call my parents and I'll call my dad and be like, Baba, I'm done. He's like, I'm on my way. I never had to stay late ever. My daddy was on his way and the nurse had my back. Make friends with the nurse. Uh, That's all I can say to little mm-hmm. kids yes, with diabetes. 100%. The nurse, Huge be hack. friends with her. Mm-hmm. She's your Shut homie. Up. She'll that sign a hall pass. She'll get you out, of, out a little bit early. She'll let you yep. eat your lunch in there. If you're nice to her, that's the key. She let me bring She'll counsel friend. your mom. <laughs> I got to bring a friend into the nurse's office every day. I got to bring a friend. So I would have a rotating. I was so popular because all my friends wanted to eat in the nurse's office with me. I'm like, well, the nurse has to give me an insulin shot first. <laughs> so so welcome to, to being it. disabled. So that is actually a really great transition. And just because this is what I do, like you have made your life fit, you made diabetes fit into your life. And that's one of the things I really like about following you. I think even if I didn't have like, you know, the podcast or community or whatever, like following you and and people like you who are like, I'm going to live my life. Diabetes is with me all the time. I'm going to help kind of solve this for you or answer any questions you have about things. So like when you are going to festivals, like, or, you know, going out drinking or like going, wearing a dress and like what you do with your devices and things like all those things are so important because you're not changing your life because of diabetes, but you are adjusting it in a way that is you know, allows you to live the life you want to live, but without having to sacrifice, like actually having a fun time. Yeah. So anyway, I, that's, the- that's so important to me, actually. I have, my mindset is like, like, I don't know. I obviously always, always promote like a very positive mindset. My, I kind of think like, okay, I have diabetes. I'm going to have diabetes probably forever. And it's rather like, I'm not looking at it like, oh God, I'm going to have diabetes forever. I'm just kind of like, okay, this is the cards that I was drawn. I'm thankful to have the resources that I have now to continue to take care of myself with it. Hopefully, knock on wood, I will have access and everyone will hopefully have access to it someday. Um, We need to just keep working on that. Um, Don't don't put it at the bottom of the pile, like put it at the top. But I've always kind of been like with everything it's kind of like okay this is what I want to do how do I get to doing that I'm never like I want to go to the music festivals and have fun I want to you know go out with friends whatever that be and go to a fun bachelorette weekend wherever and I don't want to sacrifice not going and I've never been like I've always been very responsible I've always like I take my nighttime insulin every night I've maybe missed it like 
once or twice in my whole life. Like I, no matter how much I drink, (laughs) um, I'm very regimented with things. I'm like, I'm a very, very type A responsible person, but at the same time that like kind of allows me to prepare myself in order to, you know, go camping or go on a 15 mile bike ride that my fiance decides to take me on because he didn't look at the map and, <laughs> you know, like whatever life throws at me. And I, I, I do. Thanks so much. I, that means a lot to me that that doesn't, or that's noticeable to other people. Cause I, I have diabetes, but also like, I'm fun. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think also it's, it's noticeable to me because I see and have been online, very online for a long time. And I've seen a lot of diabetes. And I think my friends who I've been friends with throughout, we all bond like diabetes is what brought us together. We were kind of talking offline earlier about like getting like exposed to extreme or complete strangers just because we have diabetes, like through hashtags or through other apps or whatever. Um, but the people who have stuck by are like the people who I've still vibe with outside of diabetes are the ones that I have stuff in common with. And you know, who want to go to music festivals or want to go to a bachelor at bachelor weekend and like go live their life, go travel, go play sports, like whatever that is, because that's what I like to do. And I think like, um, so much of that for me, and you talked about, you know, recognizing, you know, privilege and access and things like that. And for me, the biggest life hack I got with diabetes is day one, I had an amazing care team who told me like, and used diabetes as like a doorway to whatever I wanted to do. And so without that, I, you know, and people have been on this podcast, like very openly sharing their stories that were not like that, like the very opposite and how it set them back for years before they realized it, before they met someone like you or listened to a podcast, or listened to a blog or whatever, read a blog because they thought that they, you know, what they heard from the doctor on day one, they took as gospel because, you know, we until recently trust doctors. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think the, Anyway, all that to say is like, I just, I, that, I love that outlook on life with diabetes because it is difficult. It is expensive. It is sometimes heartbreaking and terrible, but at the same time, if you want, and if you prepare, uh, you can do the things that you want to do. You can go on an impromptu 15 mile bike ride, uh, which, you know, sometimes no one can plan for. I, I am like a walking hiking accident. Every time I go hiking, something weird happens and it ends up being 20 miles and we run out of water. So I just don't anymore. That's my but, nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just a really fresh take and, you know, and, and also it's like a joke, right? Like, cause a cup of OJ, like how, who among us has not treated a low blood sugar with a cup of orange juice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I also, I also have, um, let's see, did I just lose my train of thought? No. It's okay. Cause I have a question um, if you have it. <laughs> so when I was, I all the time kind of am a little thankful that I, if, if I was to get diabetes at any time in my life, I'm thankful that I got it when I did in elementary school, because I kind of had to grow up taking care of myself and like looking at food, maybe a little bit differently. And I never saw it as like, Oh, I can't have this, or I can't have this. I saw it more of like, okay, well, I got to like prepare a little more and then yada, yada, and then take my insulin earlier. And, um, but I also think that diabetes has helped me understand nutrition a lot more and understand that, you know, maybe not every day I'm going to have a giant milkshake. I could, but I know that I would probably feel, be probably feel crappy if I did. And maybe like knowing myself and how I'm still not that great at, you know, counting my carbohydrates because I get kind of lazy. Um, I would prefer to just kind of stick to my normal routine and I enjoy eating healthy, which maybe I wouldn't, you know, like maybe I wouldn't go into adulthood with that sense of, or education about nutrition as I, as I would otherwise. So I kind of like, obviously, and I think another way I think about it is if I were to always be very down about having diabetes, it would really, really affect me mentally. And so I kind of have to always look on the positive side. And I think I get that from my dad, but, um, it just kind of helps overall moving forward of how I live my life. I like, I like that you're so positive, but it also makes me just wonder, cause I, so I'm a person who like struggles with anxiety and depression and just all, and I was diagnosed in the fourth grade, but I was nine, I think. So around mm-hmm. the same time as you, um, 
so have you always just been super positive or like, do you also have those low moments and just the positivity gets you out of it? Or how do you deal with the bad feelings? Yeah. Um, probably once a month I break down and cry for like a whole day. <laughs> I definitely do. Um, I think I, which who knows if it's like also the healthiest thing, but I tend to just kind of like push it, push it away and focus on other things. And then I will definitely have those days where, you know, maybe I go to the pharmacy and pick up insulin that was super expensive or have to deal with insurance through marketplace and working for myself and how half of my supplies aren't covered and, you know, like all of these different things. And it feels like the world is just beating you down at every turn. And I just definitely have the moments where I'm like, well, why me? Um, so I don't, I, I know that like, sometimes it's annoying when people are just always positive all the time. And I definitely have those days and weeks where it gets draining. Um, I think having this blog honestly helps me try to think of it a little more positively because I'm kind of like, oh, I can make content for this and always this. And, and maybe I wouldn't normally be thinking about how in depth that I'm preparing to go to a music festival, but like being able to share that with people and someone saying to me like, wow, this is really helpful or, oh my gosh, like I'm going to that festival. Are you going to it next year? Even if that's like not really diabetes related, but if I met them or if, you know, I interact with them because they have diabetes on this, it's like those tiny moments that will always make me feel like kind of a little better to be so connected to everybody. So I I definitely think posting about diabetes and the frustrations can totally help feeling like I am the only person going through this and I feel so, you know, terrible alone. Yeah. I also, I also deal with anxiety a lot. Um, I don't really talk about it because I think like, like I used to go to therapy for anxiety, um, wasn't necessarily diabetes related, but, and I've, I've, kind of had like this weird food anxiety or like eating in front of people anxiety that I've kind of had forever, but I've never really talked to anybody about or like thought about it so much to even put it into words. But I feel like it's definitely something that's so much easier to live with, with diabetes and just kind of being worried about everything. Cause I am, even though that I don't, share it. <laughs> Me too. It's okay. My dad has nicknames for all of us in the family and I'm Mrs. Worry. That's literally my nickname because I worry about everything all the time. And I'm sure it bothers Rob sometimes. I'll just text him something randomly and be like, this random thought about diabetics doing things. And Rob is like, it is seven o'clock on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Put so, the guns no, down. Put your guns yeah, down. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Stop it, Eritrea. You're about to run people's smoke for no reason. But it's just, I think that when you have to always be planning ahead, because like, I'm always planning for low Eritrea and I'm always planning for high Eritrea and I'm always planning for like diabetes moments. So I can't stop life moments also. And then I worry about those. So I totally understand where you're coming from. The not eating in front of people thing. I used to have that. And my therapist said it's really common amongst girls with type one diabetes. Like it's a big, yeah. So I used to, I used to not eat on my dates. Like if I went on a date with a guy, I wouldn't eat in front of them. It was really weird. I don't know why I did that. Not weird. Not weird. I used to, I used to, I feel like I'm a weirdo, but yeah, (laughs) no, I used to not be able to eat. Well, I, I could, so I've never, I think that's another thing. I've never not been able to not do anything. I just will get very, cause I feel like I have to do everything and I want to be able to do everything because I, it'll like seem like I'm limiting myself and I don't like the fact that I won't be able to do something, whatever. So in elementary school, I would prefer to eat in the nurse's office because I was allowed to, but because being in that setting of everyone eating next to me and we're all eating together. And I, I need to like, I think with diabetics it's because we have to basically eat a certain amount, especially if we gave insulin beforehand. So now we're being forced to eat like that. And then my anxiety will be like, well, what if you don't feel well? What if you feel nauseous? Ooh, I'm going to make you feel nauseous. Oh, then you don't want to eat that. Look at all these people around you. They're having a normal time. You got to act normal. So well, I think too, I think it's really important a to, 
to just normalize. It's kind of like what you talked about. Like when you post things on social media, you feel like you're the only one. And then other people come in like, no, me too, me too, me too. And same thing with anxiety and depression. It's like, those are really normal human emotions, especially living today and especially living with a, a chronic illness. And I think one of the things that's very difficult and, you know, through my, you know, multiple years of whatever med meditation and therapy over the last few years of like really understanding the value of being present Diabetes makes it really hard to be present because you're either always thinking about the future and planning ahead or you're thinking about the past and you're judging yourself for it. If you're like correcting a high or a low and you feel bad or you're embarrassed, like if you're in a yoga class or something and you got to step out to like chug a juice box or, you know, whatever insert, you know, awkward diabetes scenario here that makes you feel bad. Um, it's hard to be present in those situations. And for me sometimes too, like even the data overload uh, or notification overload, uh, you know, combined with social media and all the things that like regular people deal with people with diabetes are more likely to be anxious, like by science, add all the extra devices and all the extra like headspace that it requires. And you're even more likely to. So I don't know. I think it's important to talk about, especially these days where, you know, mental health is much more in the conversation, like nationally and, you know, via the internet and some awesome, you know, athletes and, and leaders talking about anxiety talking about depression, talking about therapy, which is really great. Television shows. They're even there. Um, Ted Lasso. If you don't watch Ted Lasso, shameless plug, watch that show. Because honestly, like so you, it's, it's so good to, for it to be normalized because like, if you, even if you think about it, all diabetics, non-diabetics, we're all, if you have anything to do with this disease, you on some level live with anxiety, the parent of a diabetic. I've always asked myself, how do you sleep? How do those people sleep? You know what I mean? Or what, how our parents put us to bed, Ariana at 10 years old and be mm -hmm. like, well, let me, I know my mom was poking my finger at three in the morning. You know, it's like th that level of anxiety where you're so unsure of what might happen just because this is a disease that I don't want to say is moody, but she get on my nerves. I'd be wanting mm -hmm. to fight. I'd be wanting to fight. Well, you talk about how you're worrying all the time. Um, I can't even think about having a, like, I think about having a kid, just having a normal kid you know, or a kid without diabetes that is just born, I'm going to be like, please live through the night. How do, how do people, how do parents even sleep at night? Worrying about what does something happen to them? Do you trust people who to take your kid in their car? I wouldn't even trust myself driving a kid. I can't even imagine. These are the things I think about all the time. I can't Me even too. imagine what it's going to be like if my kid ends up having diabetes. It's tough, but some people do it. Sire Gallo's episode and they excel, oh like mm -hmm. they kill it. They don't just have one. They have two. They, she works in diabetes. Her husband has diabetes. Like there are people, like, I don't know, Heroes, man. you know, the things that we're talking about right now, Ariana, if they're meant for us, we'll do them and yeah. we'll kill it at it. Like once yeah. we're there, something about being a parent I, from what all these episodes have taught me is that these people just operate on, this is what I have to do for the kid that I love. And it's, it just becomes a priority and the focus. So mm -hmm. yeah, we, we're anxious about it, but I know we can. Yeah, do our greatest fears lie in anticipation. Robin, this quote. <laughs> I'm, out, I mean, I'm we, out here. I'm out here with the quotes, y'all. We did talk about, um, in my last YouTube video, I interviewed my fiance, um, with different questions that people who follow me submitted. And one of them was like, are you nervous for having a child with diabetes that ends up developing diabetes? And, um, my answer was, you know, I, I feel like, of course I, I wouldn't, wouldn't want that on any kid, but if, if my kid ended up having diabetes, I feel like I'm very well equipped at handling it. I know a lot more than maybe someone who's a non-type one diabetic does. And if anything, I'll make them feel less alone. And I feel yeah. like that would be important. Yeah. What a cool advantage that that person would have, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like being no. born to LeBron James and you want to play basketball. You got diabetes and your mom's got it. Like it's the same. <laughs> it's the same parallel. I'm drawing it. I don't care. You, you are me. the you are the LeBron James of low carb cocktails for sure. That's <laughs> that's uh, maybe that's how LeBron. we'll introduce you on this episode. So we've talked a lot about like diabetes community and like and how we view diabetes and all the things that we talk about. Like when you think of in the last like three years since you've been sharing your story, like what do you think of the most like rewarding questions or interactions that like pop to the top of your head? Well, the ones that always like will get me is when, you know, people will DM me and, and say, you know, you have allowed me or like you've allowed me to feel confident and accepted in posting about my disease on the Internet and like that in itself or, or feel, 
you know, the way that you show off your diabetes makes me feel so confident about it and showing off mine. And that in itself, I'm like, me? <laughs> Thank you. Like I, three years ago, I didn't post anything on, on social media with that had to do with my diabetes because I was the same way. I was like, who wants to see this? I don't, I don't think anybody who follows me originally wants to. And it's incredible that I will get people who I went to college with or who I've known for years. And those were the people, the non-diabetics who are following me and they all still follow me. And they're like, I have learned so much about diabetes from you. And what I, what I really enjoy and what's actually really important to me with my social media is making sure that the type one diabetics feel comfortable and like, feel like I'm one, like they're enjoying what I'm saying about my diabetes that they can relate to. They can relate to me. And two, that I get to educate those who don't have type one diabetes that I've met through all walks of life that have just been following me for a long time. So I love that mix. Also the really rewarding part is the friendships. <laughs> True. Like Kendall, the sweet librarian, just, uh, she was just at my engagement party and you know, Kira from Balance and Bolas, they, they both made it out here a few years ago. We saw uh, the Jonas Brothers together and it's just like really cool. I, I mean, I've, I've only been on a slightly short amount of time compared to the rest of the community. And uh, like, I, I'd hope that maybe I get to go to a conference or something or like maybe an even bigger meetup. Like I would love to meet you guys in person finally. And just when, when travel is, you know, a lot more when everyone's back doing like diabetes, fun travel meetups and stuff. That would be really cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to your sweaters. She did a She did a collab with Kendall. I actually have a bunch of your stuff, Ariane. I'm a loser. I'm kind of your fan. Anyway. Um, I have like your low. Yeah. You had like this really cute Lowe's sweater and I actually wore it to Mm -hmm. target two weekends ago. And this girl or this girl and her mom, they were like, do you have diabetes? I had a pump on it, my pump on it. And, they were, and I was like, yeah. And she was just like, I love your sweater. And I was like, yeah, it's about low blood sugar. You can get it online. I've told her where to get it. But like, it's so cute. She's right. Like the things that you're making with your friends are like, they have an impact and they're cute and I'll wear them. So and yeah. I, like, this is such an important thing to me. This is so, I, I just have to like say this, like you can make cute diabetes stuff. And like, say it again. <laughs> like, yeah, let me just repeat. Yeah. Like, you can make me? sick diabetes stuff. Like, there's like so, and like, it doesn't have to be terrible. Like, it does not have to be whack. Like, yes. diabetes, diabetes can be so cool. Yes. And my thing was the reason why I also started making things, which I'm sure that you totally relate to because you also have cool diabetes merch, is that I, never related to any of the diabetes merch online. Same. They were all so childish. That's And that's the same reason why I designed the pastel pack from Skin Grip because I don't like patches with basketballs or snowflakes on it because I, it's totally fine if you like that. It's just not my style. And totally I agree. just wanted to make things that were subtle yet impactful. So if you like, see me wearing a rock on finger prick tee in the wild, you're going to see, oh my gosh, is that a blood drop on the finger? Wow. Are you a type one diabetic? And boom. But to anybody else, they're like, cool, rock on. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. Like, and, and I do want to like, make sure, cause you, I, I was like, man, when I first came on the scene, I was a little bit brash and I was younger. I was having a time. But like, I was like, the, the greatest thing about diabetes now is that you get to grow up, you get it as a kid and you get to live your life as an adult. And I'm sorry if the, what I was into when I was young is not the same as what I'm into now. And I just thought that there was like a huge need for that. And when you were talking about, you know, your friends that don't have diabetes that just know you and have like known you throughout your life. I remembered, and you were talking about merch and you were talking about cup of OJ. And I, I remembered when I launched my hoodies for the first time, which has been four years, like this month, which is crazy, Gosh. first of all. But um, you know, the first four people who bought hoodies were, they were just my friends, like my my close friends. like And one, one, one of my homies, like he doesn't talk in the group text, like hardly at all. He's like big Mr. Business, like big, he's been like crushing it since 23, like number one president's club sales guy, whatever. Shout out Brent Jones. But he he dropped a link. He goes, I just bought one of these. He was the first order. And, and I was like, man, like, you know, you never know who's out there watching or wants to support or wants to like, you know, 
you know, be a part of your life with diabetes, even if they don't have it. And I think that's just, I don't know, an important thing, but you got to make fire merch too. Like that's, if, if you're an artist or you're a designer and you got a vision, like pull, pull that shit together. Yeah. You know, I have some artist questions. So yeah. you open, so you have had cup of OJ for a while. It's a small shop that you've kind of handled, but, and I, again, I'm a fan. So you recently took cup of OJ from where you had it on the platform, you had it and brought it all in house. And now you are full-time Ariana Frere cup of OJ lady. How is that? Tell me, <laughs> give me the tea. Okay. So last year, so the way I kind of transitioned into even starting my shop was coronavirus happened. Um, I got laid off of my job and well, at first I was just furloughed. And so I'm like, cool. I have like, we're just inside, you know, I haven't worked on art for a really long time. Let me start painting again and, you know, doing some commissions and things like that, just to make some money during this time and just, you know, kind of keep myself busy really. So I started that and I had always wanted to launch, um, cool diabetes merch anyways. And so I found, a platform that I could do that. It was like one of those, they would handle everything. And all I had to do is, you know, upload of my design basically. And, um, I made like minimal money off of that. It really wasn't sustainable. And so many of the orders, one took forever to ship out and two almost always had an error. Like one time I had somebody get an order from me that was supposed to be one of my cute pouches and they got a pouch with a uh, marijuana leaf on it. And it was like this, this very sweet, you know, woman from like the Midwest. And I'm like, this is not what she wanted. And I had to, you know, deal with that. So she just wanted a, a cup of OJ. She got the devil's lettuce. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it would like from zero to a hundred real quick. Um, so I was kind of like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I ended up finally getting let go. And I was kind of like, uh, I don't like working in the corporate world. I really hope I don't ever have to do that again. And I knew I wanted to do something. So I'm like, why don't I actually jump in and bring everything in house? So I found a company locally who can, you know, print and I can just go pick everything up. They have They've been so wonderful, like printing. So I get everything printed locally and made locally and um, put my whole website what, uh, website up on Shopify and like got to create everything. And I just, I wanted to be the one that shipped things out. I wanted to be the one that totally did everything. So I am now like my artist. I am now my, you know, like person, I, I do sales and I do the invoices and I do everything and I got a business license and I am a LLC company. And, Ooh. um, so it's been, it's been a big learning curve, but it's been really fun being an official business owner of Cup of OJ Creative. Um, and yeah, I just, I hope I can continue to expand it. And I, all my, all my shipping supplies right now, I are eco-friendly, um, except maybe sometimes I'll put in some bubble wrap. I'm so sorry. I'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> but I'm just, you know, trying to expand my shop and working as a little small business and going from there. That's so cool. Love, love me some small business stories. Cause they're all like, it's all like, this is my favorite thing ever. Also, I hate like this, like I'm pulling my hair out because I'm doing all this work and it's just so much, it's so much to think about. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Luckily I've had all like amazing customers so far. I'm just like, if I ever continue to expand, I'll probably get some mean emails or something of like those hey, emails if you made it if you made it through the lady in the midwest getting the the marijuana bag then i think you're probably going to be okay yeah that's true <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna be straight have you always been an artist like since you were a little kid you like to like draw and sketch and paint like that's your thing or is it like clothes like fashion like what what's the artist in you like where where does that come from oh my gosh um my grandfather used to go painting with my grandfather when i was little it was like what bonded us uh he was a incredible watercolor artist artist. So I had painted with him since I was about like six or seven. And I started taking art classes from age seven to 14. Um, 
and it was my passion. I almost went to like a, the high school here that specialized in art. I got in, but then I was like, I don't want to drive that far to high school. So I'm just going to go to the closer one. We have magnet schools here. So that's how I was able to do that. Should have done that. And then, um, I, I think like, I ended up going to film school for college and I absolutely love film and movies and just like kind of the storytelling aspect of behind it. Um, and like loved my screenwriting classes, whatever. And just kind of, I took a bunch of art classes in college too. And kind of just thought to myself like, well, I can't have a job in art. So maybe I'll, you know, move to LA or whatever and be a, be a screenwriter. And, um, yeah, then I moved back and marketing kind of took over my life a little bit. And I entered the corporate world and kind of lost touch with some art, but every time I, uh, you know, a friend has a birthday or anything I make them I probably have made all of my friends paintings of their animals or oh. like favorite things and so I'm just trying to like get more into that as well I was gonna say thank <laughs> you for sharing that about your grandpa that's really sweet that of like course. I teared up a little bit I was just like wow what a connection I wonder if like art just like it grounds you and brings you back to like that little girl or the person that you know you really are it's also interesting to me that you try to go all these avenues and somehow the planet, the universe, higher power, whatever you believe in was like, no girl, like you're an artist. And that's what I want you to do. Yeah. I love that. That's beautiful. (laughs) Thanks. so cool. Well, Ariana, thank you so much for spending some time with us today and for spilling some tea in the, in the intro with us. That was just the best, like ever warm up for a podcast interview you could ever have. So (laughs) thank you so much. Obviously, uh, we're going to continue to plug you on like the episode and the show notes and, and plug cup of OJ creative, uh, and also your skin grip collab. So yeah, thanks for you know, being a cool diabetes creator and for coming and spending some time with us today and, uh, and being on diabetics doing things. And also thanks for the great low carb cocktail recipes from last year. I think we got some more coming this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you definitely do. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm, uh, I'm on Instagram at Ariana Frayer and I'm also on TikTok. I have a, hey. I have a way bigger audience on TikTok. TikTok time. Um, well, let me find, let me find out. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I had a couple of um, uh, themed party costumes go viral. So I post a lot of way better diabetes TikToks on there than I do Instagram. So is it Ariana Freire or a cup of OJ? Ariana Freire. Okay, awesome. Yeah. I will follow. Yay. And shopcupofoj.com, you know? All day. <laughs> Thank you.